Support for Yale Cancer Answers comes from AstraZeneca, providing important treatment options for various types and stages of cancer. More information at AstraZeneca-US.com. Welcome to Yale Cancer Answers with Drs. Anish Chagpar and Stephen Gore. Yale Cancer Answers features the latest information on cancer care by welcoming oncologists and specialists who are on the forefront of the battle to fight cancer. This week, it's a conversation about pediatric CAR T-cell therapy with Dr. Nikita Shaw. Dr. Shaw is the director of the Pediatric CAR T-cell program at Smilo Cancer Hospital and an associate professor of pediatric hematology and oncology at Yale School of Medicine, where Dr. Chagpar is a professor of surgery. So let's start by talking about what exactly is CAR-T. I mean, it's a buzzword that many people in the medical scientific field have heard about kind of as one of these latest and greatest things. But the general public may not exactly know what this is. So can you explain it to us? Yes, I can. So if you know that for many, many decades, the main frontline treatment for the cancer have been three, surgery, radiation, and the chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Then a couple of decades back, we got the option of target therapy Mm -hmm. with uh, one of which, you know, imetinib for one of the type of the leukemia right, which directly targets the cancer cells. Right. And last one decade, there is a newer uh, front line, which now we call it as a fifth arm of the cancer treatment, like, and that is to help patients' own immune system to target and kill their own cancer cells. Mm-hmm. So it was... Um, Introduced by many, many, um, uh, simultaneously it was worked up at many centers, but uh, uh, University of Pennsylvania was the, one of the pioneers in working with the one type of leukemia, where they introduced this CAR T therapy, where its, its full form is chimeric antigen receptor T cells. So, you know, uh, we have two types of lymphocytes in the body one is T lymphocyte which sometimes we call it as a terrific cells, terrific lymphocytes, and the B lymphocytes, which produces the, some proteins also called antibodies, which help us fighting some infection. And that arm we use for some of our vaccines. When we so, so T cells and B cells, when you say lymphocytes, you mean like they're immune cells? Yes. So these are the two immune cells, particularly the white cells of the white blood cells of our body, and they are helping us to fight some of the infections. And now in T lymphocytes, the scientists have added in the lymphocyte itself a specifically produced like a protein and the receptor, and that lymphocytes are capable of fighting certain types of leukemias. So... Wait a second. So you're born with these white blood cells and your bone marrow makes these white blood cells and it makes some B cells and it makes some T cells. And those B cells and T cells, they usually fight infections and things. Yes. And okay, so I think we all understand that part. But how do you get a T cell to get a protein added onto it that can attack a leukemia? So that you collect patients' own T cells first from their uh, blood. Okay. So you collect patients' own immune cells. In the laboratory, you specifically engineered 
reprogram those T lymphocytes by adding some um, non-toxic viruses, and you use that media to introduce that protein into those T lymphocytes, which will create specific receptor on the surface of those T lymphocytes, and you expand those, so you make then many more of those T lymphocytes or the immune cells, and you give back those. genetically modified t lymphocytes to the patients and in patients blood where those leukemia cells are floating away and those leukemia cells have also the target on their cell surface which will be recognized by those this new t lymphocytes which is now car t cells chimeric antigen receptor added t cells they will recognize those receptor on patients leukemia cells and they will fight and kill those leukemia cells okay so i want to take everybody back to junior high immunology um because it's been a while for me um and it might have been a while for our listeners as well so normally when your t cells are fighting infections like you get a cold or something the t cells are roaming around in your bloodstream and they notice aha you've got a cold virus or something and your t cells will say that's not supposed to be there and so we'll we'll recognize it as being foreign um based on these receptors and once it has a receptor that recognizes something as being foreign then it can kind of prime your immune system to go and attack that and get rid of that virus is that yes, sort of how that, it works yes and that same approach is being used to kill the cancer cells so so when you do this okay so you're taking patient's blood um and in that blood there are some t cells and so in the lab you're taking the patient's own t cells which normally would not have a receptor to leukemia because your t cells aren't thinking yeah this yeah, person's so- going to have leukemia but you are introducing to that t cell in the lab in the petri dish these leukemia cells well based not on leukemia. a virus yeah so not we are not introducing the leukemia cells into those patients t cells we are specifically introducing certain proteins and that making will, the certain type of the receptor which will recognize, recognize those leukemia exactly. cells exactly so it's it's introducing the t cells to proteins that will help the t cell recognize the leukemia now so i guess the first question is are all leukemia proteins going to be the same like if you introduce a protein to a particular t cell and you say okay t cell this is the protein on the leukemia cell we want you to target you have to be pretty darn sure that that patient's got that protein yes so it's not right now car t cells are not useful for all types of leukemias there are different types of leukemia and we identify based on their surface receptors which is and we have numbered them in cluster differentiation and we call it a particular type of car t cells which are right now developed are for cluster differentiation or cd19 type of leukemia Okay. So if the patient has CD19 positive leukemia this CAR T cells will recognize those leukemia cells and will target them. So 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 in order to do this you must have also 
taken a blood sample or a bone marrow sample or somehow figured out what kind of leukemia the patient has. Patient has, has, yes. We need to first. And then only if the patient has CD19 positive leukemia, then we can generate patient's own, uh, from their patient's own blood uh, immune system, the CAR T cells, which can target their own CD19 positive leukemia. Because that CD19 is a surface marker on the leukemia cells? Yeah, so that's the one of the identity identifying marker I on those gotcha. leukemia cells. So once you you take a sample of the patient's, is it blood that you find it in? Yeah, uh, mainly or bone, bone marrow. marrow. Mainly okay. it's uh, bone marrow. So you take a patient's bone marrow and you see what kind of leukemia they have and you look for these surface markers and you find out that they've got CD19 as a surface marker. And then you say, we have technology that we can introduce to your T cells the CD19 so that your T cells get primed in the laboratory against CD19. Yes, so against CD19 positive leukemia cells. So then you take the patient's T cells and you genetically kind of modify them. Yes. How exactly do you do that? So it's a whole process. So once we identify that this patient has a resistant or relapsed CD19 positive leukemia cells, which is not responding to the usual line of treatment, or patient has relapsed after chemotherapy or even after bone marrow transplant, then we collect patient's uh, cells from their blood. So it's like a process where patient's whole blood volume passes through a machine and then we just collect the cells which we want and the rest of the blood goes back. Okay. And so we collect certain number of the cells yeah. and then we ship, uh, we send it to the laboratory. Yeah. In the laboratory, they first prepare those modified cells with the help of genetic engineering, with the help of the non-toxic virus. And then once the set of cells are prepared, they expand. So they make millions of those cells. And that process takes, previously it was taking weeks. Now they have limited and they have learned how to uh, make it faster. So within three to four weeks, we can make those cells. And then once we know that those cells are developed and we have enough cells, we do the patients, we gave them a little bit of chemotherapy so that their immunity is little down and the cancer cells are also a little bit under control. So when the new cells come in, they are not rejected by the patients because these are now, even though they are their own cells, they are a little bit different. Yeah. Right. And anything which is foreign, our body tries to fight back. Right. So then we give those cells to the patients and those cells will over a certain time period will fight those cancer cells and then they need to be in the body for a long time so that new cancer cells are not developed. Okay. A whole bunch of questions. Yes. First question. This whole genetically modifying your own T cells, I can imagine that many of our listeners might be going, wait, 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 wait a minute. You're going to genetically modify my cells and then put them back in my body. That sounds a little bit like the Jetsons. Um, And how do I know that this is safe? And how do I know that with these viruses that you're going to introduce this protein into these T cells, that that's not somehow going to end up hurting me down the line? Like... How, how, how do I know that genetically modified anything is okay? So these are, we are not genetically modifying their nucleus 
or anything. We are just introducing this. Uh, and uh, again, it, these are the uh, viruses which are dead cells only. They are not active viruses. We are just using their mode to introduce that little protein which will just produce on the surface of the cells only. They will produce extra little receptor so that it's like the two arms they are adding to those cells so when those cells go into the patient's body they will catch those leukemia cells engulf them and kill them so essentially it is all we're doing is we're taking your own cells and just like your own cells would have been introduced to a foreign antigen in your body yes. we're introducing them to a foreign antigen in the lab and then putting them back in yes, your body. That's a so how come your immune system can't do that in its body all by itself? Like, I mean, your T cells go and attack, you know, the flu cells or other foreign cells, and they do that just fine without us having to do anything in the lab. How come your, can your T cells can't attack cancer cells all by itself? How come we need to do this? bit about taking your T-cells out and introducing them to the antigen in the lab and then getting the receptor and then putting it back in the patient. How come the patient can't do that by themselves? So that's a very good question. However, we have seen leukemia for the treatment, if it was, our body was reacting like that, we won't need even the chemotherapy or any medicine to kill those cells. These cancer cells or the leukemia cells are so tough and they are the mutant cells which our body has produced, which were not recognized by our own immune system over time. And so our own immunity, normal immunity, they don't have that capacity to target our leukemia cells. Interesting. Well, we're going to have to learn more about these sneaky little leukemia cells and how CAR-T is a novel therapy that might actually help some patients right after we take a short break for a medical minute. Stay tuned. Support for Yale Cancer Answers comes from AstraZeneca, a global science-led biopharmaceutical business committed to bringing to market innovative oncology medicines that address unmet needs for people living with cancer. More at AstraZeneca-US.com. This is a medical minute about pancreatic cancer, which represents about 3% of all cancers in the U.S. and about 7% of cancer deaths. Clinical trials are currently being offered at federally designated comprehensive cancer centers for the treatment of advanced stage and metastatic pancreatic cancer using chemotherapy and other novel therapies. Fulfirinox, a combination of five different chemotherapies, is the latest advance in the treatment of metastatic pancreatic cancer, and research continues at centers around the world looking into targeted therapies and a recently discovered marker, HENT1. This has been a Medical Minute brought to you as a public service by Yale Cancer Center. More information is available at YaleCancerCenter.org. You're listening to Connecticut Public Radio. This is Dr. Anish Chagpar, and I'm joined tonight by my guest, Dr. Nikita Shaw. We're talking about CAR-T cell therapy uh, in terms of leukemia, particularly in pediatric patients. So right before the break, Nikita was telling us about this new therapy, CAR-T, where essentially we take patients' T cells, your immune-fighting T cells in your body, uh, and we 
in the lab can make them recognize leukemia cells, which may have developed kind of an invisibility cloak that helps us, the immune system not recognize them in your body itself. So really getting your immune system to say, hey, this really is foreign. It's not going to sneak under the radar and allow that T cell to then attack the leukemia. Did I get that sort of yes, right? That, that's correct. Yeah. So it's really interesting um, technology. And you said that this now can be done over weeks. Yes. So this was first um, first pediatric patient, which was uh, she was treated by this mode of therapy in 2012. And since then, many, many clinical trials have undergone to see whether this mode of therapy is working. And that led to, because the success was so high, success rate was so high, uh, we got the FDA approval of this mode of therapy in 2017. So now we call it as a living drug. Mm. Right? Because you're using your own cells. Yes. So that's what so it's called now the living drug. And it has helped us to fight some of the cancers, mainly in pediatric, pediatric leukemia, where previously we were not able to even control that. We were not even able to offer any hope to the patients. So, so I have a few questions. Uh, another thing that you mentioned was that really you're using this therapy in people who have failed other modalities. They have failed standard chemotherapy. They've recurred. But if this is so good in terms of a therapy and if it really is, quote, the living drug, um, such that you're using your own cells to attack these uh these leukemia cells, and if it can be specific, because it's it's for a specific antigen on the leukemia cell, the CD19, why wouldn't you use it first line? Why would you have to wait and see if you failed other lines of therapy? Yes, so that's a really good question. And to answer that, I have two different uh, um, things to tell. So one, yes, it's so simple, as I mentioned, but it's in reality, it's not simple. Because once we give these CAR T cells, because these are immune cells, that that therapy is not without side effects. So this therapy has some of the serious side effects which we need to carefully monitor. One is called CRS, cytokine release syndrome. Once these new modified immune cells enter into the patient's body. And when they are doing their job, when they are targeting those leukemia cells, there, are, there is a release of different types of cytokines. And that cytokines, sometimes if it is a surge of those cytokine release, can develop severe high-grade fever, uh, decrease the patient's blood pressure, respiratory problem, and sometimes patients need to be shifted to the ICU, intensive care unit, and need to be monitored. Also, there are chances of uh, uh, some neurotoxicity. There are um, chances of developing little confusion and seizure-like activity. Again, that is short-lived. It's irreversible and short-lived. But that time period, we need to monitor patients carefully. So the whole team needs to be prepared to handle this CAR T cell therapy, which, uh, yes, it's success successful. It has a almost 80% success rate. Wow. But 
we need to monitor and develop this whole team. And then there is also a little bit a chance of long-term side effect because these immune cells are targeting CD19 types of the cells. Now, CD19, that's cells, lies on the B cells. And the patient has a B cell leukemia, which is expressing those CD19 cells. But this modified cells doesn't know, is it the CD19 B cell leukemia or the CD19 normal B cells? Mm. So they will wipe out patients' B cells. So the patient needs to get immunoglobulin lifelong just to revise, B cells produces the protein, which is called immunoglobulin, which also help us fighting against infection. So we need to make sure patients receive immunoglobulin afterwards. So these are three main side effects which can occur in patients receiving the CAR-T. Most of the centers now have developed a team whole and trained their whole team, not only their pediatric bone marrow transplant team, hematology, oncology team, but also the nursing team, neurology team, intensive care unit team, to make sure the whole team is ready to handle if the patient develops this type of complications. And so the, the complications are really because you've, you've kind of incited this massive immune response yes. against the leukemia. Yes. So another question I had was, okay, you take out some of the T cells from the patient's blood, but the patient still has their own T cells. Yes. And the ones that you take out, you've modified so that they can recognize the CD19. And yes, you expand the number of those and you give them back to the patient. But the patient still has their own non CD19 mutated T cells floating around. But it doesn't really dilute the effect? No, because these cells are directly targeting just the target cancer cells. So that's, uh, we don't need whole, and we are manufacturing enough so that they can target those uh, cancer cells. However, your question is very important here that sometimes it's very important that not only we give those cells, those cells need to be persistent. Right. Because that body. was going to be the next question yes. is that, you know, cells die over yes. a period of time and presumably these ones do too. Yeah. And particularly if, as you said, that if is there a dilution effect or something the patient's own T cells are also affecting them. So over time, and that researcher have looked into this and they are now slowly and slowly modifying the technique so that those cells are strong so that they are adding some or changing those which proteins which we are adding into those cells so that they are creating those receptors which are going to target the patient's leukemia cells strong so that they target and kill them and also they remain in the system for a long, long time. So even if there is a slightest chance of recurrence, relapse coming back, those cells are there still floating around. So tell us a bit more, speaking of that, about the timeline of therapy. So so you, you have your initial dose of CAR-T therapy, and then do you get like redosed? You know how with chemotherapy, you'll get certain cycles, you'll get it every week or every three weeks or whatever. With CAR-T therapy, do you get like, you know, we're going to give you CAR-T cells now and then we're going to wait and we're going to give you an extra dose in a month or something like that? No. So when we give first time the CAR-T, we don't have that expectation. We will have to repeat the dose because we want those cells itself to last longer. However, in 
very few cases where they don't last longer and if the patient has not developed any side effects or something and tolerated those cells well and if we have still left over patient's own cells right because we created from patient's own cells so if we have we can consider giving them back those secondary infusion but most of the time we try to just give one time therapy because sometimes it's also difficult to collect those cells also immune cells from the patient because we don't need to we we should not forget those patients where we collect their own normal immune cells they have previously received many heavy doses of chemotherapy mm-hmm. so their immunity is also a little bit tired mm-hmm. right so we need to make sure we are collecting enough cells in few of the instances we do face difficulty in collecting even the before even modifying those cells we need to collect x number of cells from the patient right and we are facing some challenges that we can't even collect the good number of cells so that will go back to your question which you asked earlier that if this therapy is working why can't we just use it in the front line and that's way i think as a physician i'm looking at that the treatment of leukemia and even not leukemia some of the cancers will change in next 5 and 10 years where we will be using this car t cell therapy upfront yeah so that because we, you can take more cells when yeah. they haven't been treated with chemotherapy yes. upfront yes so that will and so to again mention that right now we have the fda approval of this living drug CAR T cell for pediatric for resistant or relapse CD19 positive acute lymphoblastic leukemia. However, there are research going on to target some of the different type of leukemia because not only we have CD19 positive leukemia, we have CD22 positive leukemia and many more. right and so research are researchers are developing some of those scar t cells to target different types of leukemia not all acute lymphoblastic leukemia but also acute myeloid leukemia also and also on pediatric side there are research going on to target some of the solid tumors not leukemia but like neuroblastoma or brain tumor so those some of the tumors they are also developing the car t cells yeah because it sounds so remarkable that if you can take your own t cells reengineer them such that they can recognize a protein on any cancer cell if you have a protein on a specific cancer cell and you can force your immune system to recognize that Uh, and destroy it the the results that you've had with a single dose of car t therapy with 80% uh, 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 cure rates is really quite remarkable yes so however in there are in the this different types of the cancers there are some challenges to face so in leukemias those leukemia cells are floating around in the blood or they are in the bone marrow right but they are not buried into the tumor while in some of the solid tumors like neuroblastoma or the brain tumor the cancer cells are at certain area and some of those cancer cells are buried within the tumor of where there are some of the other inflammatory cells surrounded right so for the car t cells to reach and target the directly to those t- it it is tough so they are now called developing the armored car t cells so they have little bit extra arm 
so that they can go directly to those cancer cells, but also can help the, uh, those, some of the surrounding tissue to die out so they can reach those target quickly and uh, uh, kill them also. So that also is in the front line. But again, it will change in next five, six, uh, ten, five to ten years. I think this CAR T cell therapy will be may come like a little bit on the front line rather than right now we are using it for the relapse or recurrent diseases only. Yeah. Really exciting stuff. You know, the other question I have to take us back to, you know, junior high immunology is, you know, we think that um, when cancer cells die or any cells, really, that's one of the ways that when your body is getting kind of cleaning up after cells have died, that that's a way for these antigens to be presented to these T cells, right, Um, by the macrophages and so on. It's been a while since, you know, junior high immunology folks, so don't... uh, don't quote me on on all of the immunology stats, but but having said that, so do you think that with CAR T therapy, given the fact that you now have introduced this massive immune response, you've killed off these cancer cells, these leukemia cells, so now you have debris. Do you think that you now set up your own immune system, your native T cells? to recognize these antigens, which could provide more long-lasting immunity? So that is also being investigated. Right now, whatever is the fact, is the direct action mm-hmm. between those two cells. But those uh, like the those debris which are later on recognized by our own cells and then help, that is also in the front line, but nobody has right now um, um, analyzed that which that that is also helpful in long long run uh, for the CAR T patients, and there are studies going on in that direction also. Dr. Nikita Shaw is the director of the pediatric CAR T cell program at Smilo Cancer Hospital and an associate professor of pediatric hematology and oncology at Yale School of Medicine. If you have questions, the address is canceranswers at yale.edu, and past editions of the program are available in audio and written form at yalecancercenter.org. We hope you'll join us next week to learn more about the fight against cancer here on Connecticut Public Radio.